Ladies in the Lead. I'm your host, Joan Garner. Hey, I want to start off with welcome back. Maybe more to me than to you guys, to be quite honest. Um, uh, For those of you who didn't know, I have had some medical leave that I needed to take some time to give myself from the podcast, actually from life pretty much. I had a pretty major surgery done on my leg and it um, caused me really just to have to rehab for the last five to six weeks. Because of that rehab, I really haven't felt good. I'm just going to be honest. I haven't felt good. And so to go out and create the podcast and find energy to do that, I couldn't even drive for four weeks. So to go out and do that was really difficult. So I appreciate all of you who have reached out to ask, hey, what's going on? Or to be concerned or to check back and look for the podcast and be like, um, how come there's not a new episode out? But I wanted to thank you all for hanging in there with me. I'm giving me the time and the uh, patience to um, really heal. And I can't say that I'm completely over the hump. I'm getting there. And I just am grateful that, you know, that this podcast gives me a chance to um, get right back into it and to find these amazing women again. And it was fun, though, um, just to listen back to some of the episodes while I was healing and to hear them again. Um, It just makes it special. I've missed you. I've missed the audience. And uh, you're a big part of my life, and I'm glad that we're back together. So I hope you enjoy this week's episode, because I'm going to introduce to you a pretty amazing lady, uh, Miss Tess Mattag. Now, Tess is the official uh, title is the manager of Stock Show University at Sullivan's. But uh, Tess is one of those women that when you meet her, you're just, like, impressed. I have known Tess and her family since... I mean, I went to college with her folks, and so since Tess was born, I've really known them. It's been a joy to watch and see her evolve and be so successful at what she's done, whatever she's put her foot into, whether that was starting out uh, judging at a young age or whether it was showing cattle or sheep or hogs or her passion for basketball that you'll hear about. It's just, it was really fun. And then to hear her talk about... um, figuring out what she wanted to do in life and how at this young age of 29, she's kind of landed in her dream role. We talk, um, we talked at the Iowa Beef Expo and you're going to hear um, us talk about things that she's been doing there. And so I, my initial intent was to put this out a week or two after the Beef Expo. So it's going to seem dated, but it really isn't. The conversation is so relevant any week anytime. It just so happens that we hooked up then. I think you're going to be impressed. I was. Um, I love how she says the thing that drives her is to see what other people are grateful and appreciative of what she um, has done and what she loves to do. I think she is going to be an influencer for the next 20 years in this industry. She's got big dreams. She's got an ability to teach and she's got great leadership. Plus, she just has a passion for it passion for what the industry can do for our youth, what education can do for our youth, what education can do for the industry. And I think she's in the right spot going around this great country of ours and showing it off to a lot of people. I hope you enjoy this week's episode. So let's jump right in. It's Miss Tess Matag, this week's Lady in the Lead.
right, so welcome everybody. This is Ladies in the Lead, and I'm your host, Joan Garner, and I'm with Ms. Tess Matag today. How are you? Good, how are you? Good. We are at the Iowa Beef Expo, standing in the, what is this? This is going to be some event tonight. I don't even, oh, it's down on ice. Yeah, the donor's on the oh, ice donor's sale. on ice. Yep. I'm like, wait a minute, they changed the name. Yeah, donor's on ice sale. Yep. Yeah, you've been here for the whole week? No, we got here on Wednesday, Wednesday. and um, we kind of hunkered the weather down a little bit, and then yes. we showed up on Thursday, and we are here with Sullivan Supply, yeah. who I work for, and um, we're just enjoying the fun. Oh my gosh, it's nice out today. It is very I'm nice I'm almost out today. hot. Yes. I, this morning was cold. Yes. Um, when the juniors checked in, but I mean, now it's beautiful out. I know, I know. Well, if people don't know you, you work for Sullivan's, you yes. are there, I wrote it down to get it very official, the manager of Stock Show University. Yep. That is a long title. It is. For, it <laughs> is. Tell us what you do. So, Stock Show University is a free educational service that Sullivan Supply provides to kids mm-hmm. all across the United States, even into Canada and different countries. Mm-hmm. So, um, we put on, whether it's a one-hour clinic at a show, to a two-day grad program where kids bring their own animals mm-hmm. and work with professors who are the industry leaders um, across the United States and get that hands-on learning. So. You know, I remember a long time ago, Chuck McCullough, you, yeah. you see one of, he's one of your, uh, yeah. I don't know what you call it, professors. Yeah. He would go around and do these, and he and I partnered together back probably 20 years and hosted one, and it was before Sullivan's had their program, and I think, you know, he was one of the first to start that, and I tell you what, it was transformative. It just transformed the way that I learned. I think it was the first time it was hands-on, it was this is how we do a tail and then you go do the tail and is that still how the structure is like when the kids bring the calves absolutely yeah. so um in those two-day grab programs we start out with daily care and mm-hmm. clipping <laughs> and so it's yeah. the demo part of the professor showing them how to do it and then they actually go back to the barns and yeah. the kids do it with them yeah. and so you know that first day they're really shy and then we play dodgeball with them cupcake eating contest with them yeah. and by the end of that two-day period they're like our best friends they yeah. are open to questions they're, mm-hmm. they're so excited to be there. They're so appreciative of us, too. And that's like a stock show kid, and that's why I love what I do. Yeah, I know. I love it, too. We went to um, sheep camps, too. Okay. And sheep camp is one of those, it's, like, intense. And I was I was the mom, like, raising my hand, like, what about this? What about this? Yeah. What about this? <laughs> so it's kind of fun, you know. Like, to me, it changed the way... I think we started to learn, like we learned from experts. They really wanted to show us that one-on-one thing. So I love it. I'm so glad you're in charge of that. But I know you know more, do more than just that. Like, what were you doing like today at Expo? Um, so today at the Expo, um, Sullivan Supply is a big donor of the Iowa Beef mm-hmm. Expo. We're very appreciative of this. And so we gave exhibitor giveaways to every kid. Um, we had tables set up there, so we greeted every kid at check-in and gave them something. We actually had our demo today. We did a fitting our back leg demo. Yes. Um, and so Scott Kinzer, he's our new um, yep. product specialist. Yep. Um, and so him and I did that. And and then now we're just taking candids of the kids out in the barn. So. Oh, God, that's fun. Yeah. That's so fun. Okay, well, that's where you're at today. But this is, you know, this is about your journey and about how you got here. And I have to be honest, like, I've known your mom and dad since college. I went to school with your mom, being dad. Well, I went to school with your mom. Yep. We took, um, this is going to really age, we took sex ed together. <laughs> <laughs> she told me this before okay. I came on here. Okay. Now, if we were egg kids taking the non-egg sex ed course yep. and sitting in the front row, we learned a lot. Yes. Hence the reason you're here. No, I don't know about that. Yeah. yeah, yeah but anyways, so it, it's been fun because I've gotten to see you and your brother Tucker yeah. grow up from 
itty bitties now into really just some just really great professionals in this industry. Thank so you. tell us a little bit about where you grew up, like where you lived, and kind of what it looked like growing up through Stock Show. Yep. And so I grew up in a small, small town in southwest Iowa named Prescott. Yep. Okay, and now tell people how, like, how far is that from Des Moines? Um, 80 miles southwest of Des Moines. So, okay, and what county? Um, we lived in Adams County. Adams County. But we showed in Adair County. We were just right on that line. On the line, um, okay. We went to school at Orient Maxburg. Okay. And so that was in Adair County, and so we wanted to show with our friends and yeah. stuff like that. So um, we did 4-H in Adair County. Yeah. Um, but really, showing cattle was our whole life, you know, yeah. showing livestock. Um, I remember when we were super little, and in the summer, it was breeding cows. Yeah. I mean, and we didn't go on vacations. We came to the Iowa State Fair. <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean, I mean, it was the typical stock show kid yeah. is what we did. And so growing up, I was like, oh, I really don't want, I don't know what I want to do, right. but I always loved playing school. That was my favorite thing. I'd go in the basement, I'd make Tuck be my kid, or my student. And, and just probably, so you know, Tucker's older than you. Yes. So people who and don't so, know him. Yeah, yeah. So he probably didn't like that. His little sister was making him play school, but I always loved the school aspect. Yeah. And so when it was kind of that time to decide, what are you going to go major in in college? I was like, I'm going to do ag ed. I want to yeah. be an ag teacher. Yeah, and you, not that I'm not going to hold this against you, but you did yeah. not go to the greatest university on, in the state of Iowa. You no. went south. Yes. Which, maybe it's the greatest university in the state of Missouri. I will. Yes. Okay, there yes. you go. Northwest yes. Missouri, Missouri State. state. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Um, and so I graduated from there. Wait, do they have an ag ed program there or just education program? Ag ed program. Ag ed program. And I will say, and I'm, this is not a sponsorship, but it is one of the best. I wouldn't have traded my experience for anything. That's so, good. And yes. we're, okay, so you went there yep. for college. So I went there, um, so got a degree in ag education with a minor in animal science, because mm -hmm. I'm an animal girl still. Yes, so I was like, I have to, have to keep that going. And so then I taught ag for six years. Yeah. Um, I was an ag teacher and FFA advisor. Back in Iowa. Back in Iowa. Yeah. So I taught at OABCIG, which is in Ida Grove, <laughs> Iowa. I, okay, a girl from Eastern Iowa, I crack up because the the Western Iowa, Southwest oh, Iowa yeah. schools are all the initials, you know. Oh, yeah. And like nobody, so say it again. Where you went to school? O B. Uh, so yeah, I taught it O A B C I G. So an Odable Arthur Battle Creek Ida Grove. Okay, there you go. Good, good. There we go. Okay. Um, and then I moved closer to home. Thank so God I'm I, not a cheerleader. I yeah. would never get that out. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um. So then I moved closer to home, and I taught in Red Oak for a yeah. couple years. And then I moved to Dunlap. And yeah. that's kind of where my journey changed. Yeah. So I was their ag teacher for one year. And then stock show um, U manager came yeah. open. And moved up. I, I, I kind of just moved over there. It was an easy transition. I mean, I miss the classroom. Uh -huh. I miss the kids. I miss those experiences. I miss the FFA stuff. Yeah. But I mean, growing up in this industry, and so putting that and then yeah. something that I love together. I mean, it's kind of my dream I know. job. Yeah, I know. I was just, I interviewed Devin Wilson last week and she was on the podcast and she was talking about how her profession is, well, how stock show is her life. Like, yes. right. And so we, she's so blessed that her life really gets to support all of the hobbies that people yes. have and do, you know, and I think that's your, your life too. Like yes. you get to have this freedom and this this greatness about being able to have this profession that supports these hobbies and you get to live the life. So I think being part of the industry on a professional, like life encompassing every single day, every single moment is so cool. Like yes. that is like, that doesn't happen for everybody. I mean, sometimes it does, you know, if you're a producer and you're on the road mentoring yes. and showing, but a lot of people's stock show journey, you know, ages eight to 21. Yep. 
did you think that like this would be like shoo this is like I had no idea <laughs> I had no idea and and I honestly thought you know teaching ag and I, yeah. I got to come to the state fair to see my kids show ag right. and it was, or you know show livestock mm -hmm. and I was like oh this is kind of cool but now I'm on the road all the time going to shows yeah. and this is also my life yeah when I when I taught ag I mean a teacher you only get a couple personal days and that's it yeah so I would never get to go to Denver I would never get to mm -hmm. go you know to a show for a really long time and now I'm here all the time so it's kind of great <laughs> it's a blessing yeah. and a curse I yeah. know that's awesome talk a little bit about what did you show when you were growing up cattle obviously yeah. sheep my sheep girl. I am a sheep girl. So I, I was I, like, yeah. yeah. So when I was growing up, and I mean, cattle was just there already. Because yeah. you guys raise, and did you did you buy them then, or did you raise and show your own? Um, some a little, a little both. both, a little okay. both. Yep. Mm -hmm. And so, it you know, and we showed pigs too. So, oh, I forgot that. Yeah. So yeah. my first year 4-H, we had Tucker and I both had cattle, sheep, and pigs. Tucker had sheep too, huh? Yes, he is going to kill me that I'm telling everyone this. But yes, he did. Is have he sheep. too tall to brace? He was. <laughs> <laughs> it was very hard for him, so he gave that up. Um, ah, that's but, so funny. But yeah, so we had that, and then it was kind of too much. We were still yeah. little, yeah. and so Dad's like, "Pick." So we got rid of the sheep. Oh, what? We, we had pigs. I thought you had sheep all the way through. It, it comes back. Oh, okay, okay. Comes I'm back. rushing the story. Okay. So then I get older, and my also other love growing up was basketball. Yeah. So I loved playing basketball, but I tore my ACL twice. Ooh, same yes. leg or either? same one. So Ow. yes. So I loved playing basketball in the summer. I I wanted to go to open gym all the time, and so there was a point in my life where I didn't even show cattle really. I didn't oh. want to. I wanted yeah. to be in the gym. What age was that? Um, Junior high. Uh, I would say early high school. Early high school. And so that's when the sheep came back in play because, I mean, now the sheep game is completely different than yeah. what it was. Mm -hmm. But you didn't have to sit there and grow hair on your sheep. So I was like, you know, I can, you know, exercise them and then I can go to open gym. Yeah. And I didn't have to constantly watch them like I would a heifer or something. Yeah. So, so that kind of changed. But then I was like, eh. When I was like senior in high school, I was like, I need those heifers. <laughs> so, so then I showed heifer again and then again, um, yeah. You know, we bring cattle to the state, state fair, fair all the time. And since I'm still the younger one, I still get to show them. Yay! And so, yeah. That's so fun. Yeah. Well, you joined FFA, though, when you were in high school, right? Yeah. Right as a freshman? Yes. So, okay. Yeah. So, did you have 4-H and FFA partnered all the way through? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. That's good. You guys did pretty regional shows, too, right? Exarbon. Did you go out yep. and about? With yep. The, oh. Exarbon, we went to. And, yeah. So, Hit yep. around. Yeah, that's cool. I think it's awesome. You never showed a goat, huh? I never showed a goat. Is it in your future? No. No. <laughs> I don't think it is. <laughs> what do you mean, no? I, I, I still think, love okay. the sheep, and I still love the cattle, but I just don't think the goats are for me. They're so cute, though. It's personality. I don't know. Still just think a, about it. Just still a goat. <laughs> We love all our goat examiners yes, too. Yes, yes, yes that we do. We do. I know. I was gonna, you know, I was thinking about okay, what can I ask Tess that I haven't asked everybody else, and I'll get around to asking you what I ask everybody yep. else. But then I wanted to ask you a little bit about education mm -hmm. because you have been an educator, both professionally now, in a classroom setting and also in the industry, yep. and very much taught about education, taught about it. How do you perceive that education has really? become more in the forefront of stock show now than it was maybe 10 or 15 years ago? So, I mean, I think our industry is getting bigger and bigger mm -hmm. every day. And I think people are now realizing that if we don't have that education aspect of it, 
we're never going to get better. We're never going to challenge each other. You know, we come to shows and we are all very competitive mm-hmm. people. I think we, I can say that for everyone yeah. that we care for everyone, but we always like to win. Yeah. I mean, and that sounds terrible. Well, no, I, but, I guess you but, can but say it is. Yeah, and that's kind of yeah. what makes this game so fun. Right. And I'm going to call it a game. Yeah. It is so fun. And so, you know, we want to always better ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Stock Show you started in 2010. Mm-hmm. And, and some of those people that were starting it are still helping us to this day. Mm-hmm. But there's also kids that went through the program that are now saying, how can I give back? I want to be a professor because I want to, do, I want to give kids now mm-hmm. what I had growing up. And so I think that is awesome too. And I see that. I mean, every little kid in those barns, and this might be very like, yes, I know this, and everyone says this, but people are always watching you. Yeah. And so mm-hmm. those older kids that you might not think you're a mentor to someone, but those little kids, they absolutely love you and they're watching everything that you do. And so, and that that's what we notice at these grad programs and these clinics, yeah. you know, they they, they show up because they know who you are and they trust you and, and you don't even realize how much of an impact you actually have I know. on them. I think, you know, it's really cool that education itself has become people... Okay, so I think back... We, we showed lambs and we showed cattle. Yeah. And so back in the day, 20 years ago, the sheep industry, and I'm talking was really hush-hush. People didn't tell the trade secrets. People didn't tell their feed rations. They didn't yeah. do these sort of things. Even in the cattle industry, you know, if you found a family to partner with, but there wasn't this cross-giving of information that seems now to really be a mantra almost in Stock Show. It's almost like the whole Stock Show world has said, just like you just said, we get better when everybody gets better. Yeah. And I, I mean, for me, I've always been an, a learner and a continual learner, and I ask and I want to involve. Yeah. And I think it's just... I think it's an aspect of stock show that we have just kind of grown exponentially. Yes. Now, I know Sullivan's has led the way in a lot of that in, in the opportunities that they provide, and but I see it with our neighbor producer who's willing to come down and now yeah. look at your pig and, sh- and help you, you know, do the mentoring. I see it in ladies that I interview, and they say, I love that I'm a mentor now or I'm a coach mm-hmm. or, you know, that kind of thing. I just love how education has gone just from a classroom. Yes to a whole mantra of industry. I just think it's a cool aspect. And I'm so glad you're a part of it because I think we need young, fresh faces that have been through it, have grown up through it, to help lead it. And have a woman in charge of it. It's even better. I like it. I like it. I know. I like it. All right. Well, you know I'm going to ask this question. I ask this to everybody. You know, Tess, if somebody came up to you and said, you stock show, Tess. What does that mean to you? How would you stock show? How do I stock show? What would that mean to you? You don't know. It's your life. It's hard. Yeah. It's yeah. It's 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 my life. Yeah. I mean, like I said before, we when we were little, we would go breed cows with mom and dad. We would go, and dad judged all over Iowa, oh. mm-hmm. and mom was gone. So guess who went with dad to judge? Tuck and I did. And yeah. We sat in the bleachers, and we we sat there and listened, and that's how I learned everything. Mm-hmm was just observing and um dad used to be an IJBBA advisor too yeah and so he'd bring us to the expo and say have fun you know (laughs) and so it's it's our it's my whole life and so I know that people may not understand it yeah but I think that's the importance of teaching as well yeah um 
when we were doing our clinics at the National Western Stock Show, we had a lot of people that they were cold outside, so they came into our clinic, and they were amazed. They're like, "What are you, what are you doing to that cow?" Mm -hmm. And are these non-industry people? Non-industry non people. Okay. The, the yeah. people we're from just... Denver, <laughs> and and I mean, they had no idea what we were doing, and we were just doing a clipping demo, mm -hmm. um, and and they were just and and we just talked to them. Mm -hmm. Just like how we would talk to people in our industry, we were explaining everything, yeah. and they were just like, oh my gosh, I had no idea, this is awesome. Yeah. And so you hear so much negative about our industry, mm -hmm. there's so much good here yeah. too. So you would say you're definitely an educator, yes. this talk show. You're obviously a fan. Oh yeah. Okay. Producer? Meh. Meh. Mom and dad. Yeah. Showman? Yeah. Clipper? Fitter. Sometimes, sometimes. <laughs> you have to be. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely all aspects of that. Yeah. Photographer, talk about that. Yeah. You have a passion for that. I do, I do. Okay, and I'm just going to get to this in a little bit, but your passion on TikTok, I watched. I, I also think, love TikTok too. <laughs> I, I watched, I think, 40 of your TikToks last night. And, and they're I mean, so they're so good. They're so cute. And the Sullivan Supply has a TikTok now. Oh. And so. Are you um, in charge of it? Yes. Yes. Um, also, Rachel Davis, she's our Pulse manager. Yeah. Um, her and I have done some, and they're so fun to make. And we, we sit there and we, I mean, it's like addicting. You look oh, like, tell how, me many, about how it. many likes, how many likes can we get? And we have like bets in the <laughs> office of how many likes. And so it's fun. But what we don't, we don't see the bigger picture of yeah. people that are in our industry right. are seeing our things. And they're like, oh my gosh. Like we just posted, I mean, maybe an hour ago, we posted a picture or a video of someone fitting. And I, I can't wait to see the comments on it, yeah. you know, because it's going to show up on someone's feed and they're going to be like, oh my gosh, that's a hairy cow, you know? I know. So, fluffy cows. Oh, yeah, man, that fluffy whole, cows. Oh yeah. That whole thing. I know. Yeah, yeah. So back to your photography, do you do livestock photography or do you do, cause you're with your brother Tucker yep. does a lot of live feed. Yeah. And so do you help with that or what aspect do you do in the photography? Yeah. So when I was teaching and I would have my weekends off, um, Mid Tag Design. My brother started that when he was in college. I know. And he worked that up, and he was an ag loan officer, and then finally he is just Mid Tag Design now. Yes. And so he pictures shows, he does sale pictures, he does catalogs, the live stream at the Iowa State Fair yes. he does. And so um, when I had more time available, I, I love to help him. Mm -hmm. And that, I mean, I love doing that. But now with Soul and Supply, I'm always on the road. Yeah. And so I still get to take that because when, you know, everyone checks the pulse, right? Yeah. And so it's all hands on deck at Sullivan Supply for the pulse. So, um, you know, my stock show, you duties are done here at the Iowa Beef Expo. But this weekend, Rachel and I will be pulsing the show. So um, I kind of get lucky that I still get to take some pictures that way. I know. It's, you never did it professionally, though, right? Just for nope. your own? Yep. It's really a cool, um, I think, so many people enjoy the photography aspect of it. And yes. I remember when photography used to be, okay, set your calf up yep. in front of the backdrop. <laughs> and now it's practically, you know, the underbelly shot. It's the slap. It's the emotion. And it is so cool how it encapsulates that moment yes. in time, which is always, I think, outlives. Yep. Always outlives the banner or the calf or the heifer or whatever. It's just that moment. It's just such a precious it thing. It brings out so yeah. much talent in our industry as well. Mm -hmm. It's a hidden talent that I don't think we ever saw until photography came big. And then it's like, these people are so talented in mm -hmm. what they do. It's amazing. And they're amateurs. Like, I mean, they would call themselves amateurs. Yes. And we all have a phone now that has a camera aspect to it. 
but this photography thing is just such a cool thing. I know. Oh, yeah. And then back to the TikToks, too. I yeah. get down rabbit holes. Like, I might be laying in bed one night, and I find, like, a TikTok page with livestock. And, I mean, it's a rabbit hole. I mean, I can sit there all night and look at them, and I'm like, oh, that is so cool. I need to do that. I need it. And so it also motivates us, too. Just like, you know, the stock show you and the clinics. Right. It motivates you in a different way of, mm-hmm. like, I can get that shot. It's or, just that creativity, too, that I think a lot of people who are in stock show have, whether yes. it's your boutique owner or whether you're doing photography or whether you're creating the marketing yeah. aspects, everything now has this, you know, that little touch yeah. that makes it stand out. It's a fun one for you. Yes. I'm so glad you yes. have that. Yes. Tell me about this. Tell me what, what really drives you, what keeps you going. Cause it's exhausting being on the road. It it's is exhausting, exhausting. Always giving, giving, giving. Like when you're an instructor, you're giving of yourself a lot and you have to be on. People know your testament tag. They know you're with Sullivan's. What drives you and keeps you going? It's, it's that interaction with the kids after you've done something with mm-hmm. them. I mean, it is exhausting. I mean, we have in the next couple of days, um, next two weeks, I should say, including the things today, we have five different clinics and I will be at one of them. So it's actually preparing everyone there as well mm-hmm. to make sure that it is on cue, that Sullivan Supply is represented and everything goes smoothly. And so it's a very chaotic job. Mm-hmm. But what motivates me is after those grad programs or after those clinics, when kids come up to you and they say, thank you, that mm-hmm. it, that's all it takes. And after those grad programs, they hug you or they reach out to you, they write a letter to you. That's what motivates me. And that's always motivated me. You know, in the classroom, when I would have a hard day and I would come into my classroom and there'd be a note on my desk or someone would write something on my marker board like, we love Misfit Tag, all my problems would go away. <laughs> and it's because like, I'm valued. Right. And, and I'm, I'm doing something and I'm making a difference. Mm-hmm. That's what drives me. I know. And you were, I mean, I'm not going to brag about you. I, I am going to brag about you. You're yeah. not going to brag about you, but no. I'm going to brag about you. I mean, you've earned really some nice honors being an educator, um, you know, really recognized from a state level and you know, as an FFA advisor. So congratulations on that. Because it's not easy. No. Going into classrooms, teaching these days is a hard profession. It's, it is, there's so much, you know, so much that we don't just, so many pressures and you were, you know, just from everything from COVID and online to people's backgrounds and opportunities and to be in small schools and just to make that a place of excellence whether, I mean, that student knew what they were getting into when they walked in with Miss Mateg or not. Yep. It's really cool that you did that. Yeah. I love that. Congratulations on that. Thank because you. I think we don't say that enough to our teachers. You oh, know? Yeah. And, yeah. And I still think that, you know, every teacher works very hard, but maybe I'm a little biased because your ag teacher, they're teaching many different classes. Mm-hmm. You know, there was one year where there was eight periods in the day and I taught seven different classes. So mm-hmm. I was prepping seven, dif- seven different topics mm-hmm. and other teachers, they don't really do that. You know, some do. And I'm not saying that ag is the hardest, but, but then after that, they're doing FFA things on top of it. Mm-hmm. And then they're helping kids with their SAE projects of, you know, are they going to the shows and helping them? And so, I mean, I... It was a time that I'm never going to say, like, that I regret. I yeah. love doing it. But definitely, it was an investment. Yeah. And, I mean... It takes a lot. It takes a lot. And I think it's, you know... It and takes- so those teachers, they deserve credit. And, I mean, next week is National FFA Week. And it is. And I already have plans to reach out to some of those teachers and to say, like, keep doing you. Because some of my, still my biggest mentors are yeah. still the ag teachers I worked with, too. Yeah, that's cool. What do you think is your edge in life? What do you think you're, like, what do you really own is something that makes you have an edge? 
So one of the things that my kids had always said to me, and I never understood it, and they're just like, but most teachers aren't like you. And yeah. I never understood why. But the relationships that you have mm -hmm. with people. Um, every kid that walked in my classroom, I acted like they were my own. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, I held them to a very high standard. If they knew they were out of line, they were going to get it. But at the same time, I was going to treat them just like a human. Mm -hmm. And I respected, you know, and they knew that I get that back. Mm -hmm. Or it's not going to be good. <laughs> so, and, and there are still kids that my first year of teaching till right up to mm -hmm. when I was in Dunlap, and they still talk to me all the time. Yeah. And they're and just like, we still look up to you. There's kids that they're 23 years old now, and that says a lot because now it's aging me. But <laughs> no, no, they, you stay the same. They, they still call me Miss Mittech yes. because they have so much respect for me. Yes. And I said, you can call me Tess. It's fine. And they're like, no, you're always Miss Mittech. Yeah. And so it, it's those relationships. Mm -hmm. and, and I mean, there's kids here that are showing, and every time I see them, they light up. They give me a hug. They still call me Miss Tag, And I think that's so cool because yeah. I, it makes valuable because I was in their life. Yeah. And I made an impact. And mm -hmm. that, that says something. You know, we always talk about whatever age, when you're age 14, mm -hmm. whatever music is on at age 14, will be imprinted and that will be your go-to music. So you like, don't listen to that. <laughs> <laughs> don't you? Ninth grade music. Yeah. Think about the power of that, though, as an educator or as even a mentor. And I'm talking out of the classroom now, like even yeah. stock show. You know, maybe you are a producer and you're working with a 14, 15-year-old, and it's their first time really, like, stepping it up. Mm -hmm. Or maybe they're asking to be, you know, building that relationship, building the trust, holding them accountable. Um, I did that a lot with coaching my I had little kids. I coached my kids' softball team. And, you know, and yeah. really, I'll never forget this one team of my youngest. He was, he, they were literally nine and he's like your mom is the toughest best coach we've ever had yeah they want that right like they want that to accountability yes. they want somebody to believe Kids in them like structure yeah yes yeah and i've always said a good shovel in a show barn goes a long ways too it really does i don't yep. know if you had one yeah well and and i'll say this too stock show is a lot like being an ag teacher and that's why it's so easy for me to just yeah. transition because and and you might relate to this too. Mm -hmm. A lot of the times that these kids might be away from their parents for the first time mm -hmm. is on an FFA trip or mm -hmm. coming to a show with someone that they bought their calf from and mom and dad can't go. So hop in the truck, we're going. Yeah. And so you really have to grow up and um, you, you just look up to those people. Yeah. That, I think the stock you. show ring gives mm -hmm. you a chance to grow up. Yes. You, it's just you and your pig or you and your goat. Not you, yep. but you and your sheep, or yep. you and your calf out there, you know, and you're making the decisions and you're handling the situation, which is really kind of a fun way to mature through, Yes, which is really cool. Cool. All right. Tell me this. If I was somebody who really wanted to step it up, say, I, I'm like super passionate about this, but I don't know where to go. Like, how do you step it up? What's the thing you would tell people? So... If, if it's in stock show, mm -hmm. I mean, there's so many different avenues you can go, you yeah. know, whether it's you're going to step it up of maybe, you know, how I fit mm -hmm. or a show. And you just walk around the barn and find someone that you're like, that's my person. And, and you go talk to them. Mm -hmm. And going up and talking to someone when you're young is scary. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. When I was 14 years old, I would have never done that. But now <laughs> I see the value in it. Yeah. And, I, and I tell kids, I wish I would have done that. Mm -hmm. um, 
And so, I mean, with FFA too, I used to tell the kids, like, you might be scared of talking in front of the classroom, but when you are 29 years old like I am, yeah. I mean, you're going to have to do that. It's yeah. a part of life. And so, you know, finding a mentor and asking them questions. There's there's not such a thing as a dumb question. That's true. There is not. And you aren't born knowing everything. There are still people in that barn that are the best fitters, and they might not know something, too. So mm -hmm. that is something that we really preach at Stock Show U, mm -hmm. is everything is always changing. So there's not one person in this world that knows everything about everything. That's right. So That's such a good answer. And they may not know about your situation. Your situation mm -hmm. would be totally different. Yeah. You know, that sort of thing. Oh, yeah. So ask, ask, ask. Just ask. Isn't that, and it's like you said, they're just people. Yeah, they ask. We say this a lot of times too. Like, there's a time and place. Yeah, you don't want to interrupt. Like, maybe on the way to final drive, or oh, yeah. you know, yeah, some, that's you know, a little <laughs> tension. But but I mean, I'm just after, saying. After but yeah. the show, or, you and know. that goes for moms and dads. You know, all ages of people that are listening to this podcast. Yes, everybody's approachable. Everybody. I was just thinking about this the other day. You know, asking is a compliment. It really is. Like if somebody came up to you and said, Tess, could you go over that back leg again with me? Yeah. You would, right? Oh, and yeah. you'd be honored that they asked you. Yes. So I take it and obviously, yep. yeah. Yep. And at, at Stock Show U, and everyone laughs, but because this is our saying, but we stay till the last question is answered. I mean, I can sit there all day long and I mean, there's little boys and little girls that come up and they just ask over and over and over again. And then it's like, oh yeah, but I would sit there all day with them, you know? And so it's, it's a learning process. I was there, I had to learn and I was very fortunate that I grew up in it and some kids don't have those opportunities. Right. And so, I mean, you have to treat everyone in the same respect and, and you're making an impact. Yeah, really are. Tell me this, when you were growing up, did you judge too? I did not. So you I, just watched your dad judge? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I judged FFA in high school. Okay, you, know? you had a team at your high school? Yep, okay. yep. We would all go livestock judging. And um, when I was actually younger, so when Tucker was in FFA, yeah. um, the ag teacher there at, um, at the time, he was like, do you just want to jump in too? So I would go with a bunch of high school boys, and I was maybe fifth, sixth grader, and I'd just hop in, and he would sign me up to the 4-H contest, and they would go to the FFA contest, and we would go to the local county fairs and judge. That's awesome. Yeah, I think I judged my, only, you, my first time when I was in second grade, and I got second to my brother. So I was like, I mean, he still got the edge on me, but, <laughs> we were in second but grade. I was in second you, grade. What was the first time you gave reasons? Did you have to in 4-H? No. Um, I did when I was in FFA. Yeah. There yep. you go. So um, there was always a contest at Northwest Missouri State. It's a fall contest. And I remember this. Um was kind of a coward I, I didn't want to do it so right. you could you could opt out of it and uh, so there were some people from our school and they're like well I'm not doing those reasons and and I remember my ag teacher said Tess you are doing them you are capable you know how to do them do it and I snuck out the back and got on the bus he came on the bus and drugged me off of it and made me give reasons but now I'm so glad he did that. Mm -hmm. You know, it, it was that person that believed in me too. And that is something too, is, you know, there's people in that barn that they believe in these kids and that's what's going to make the next generation. And so then, I mean, a couple years later, I mean, I would go to any contest and give reasons. It was yeah. fun. It was awesome. And, and that's why I went to state livestock judging and all that stuff because he drugged me off that bus. So. <laughs> I don't, even, I don't even think, my, your parents, I don't even think my parents know that. So they're going to learn that one today. <laughs> 
Good job. Yeah. Hey, you know what? Accountability. Yep. It's sometimes like that. Like they don't want to go in the ring to show you're going into the you're ring. You're going to in regardless. Yes. Yep. You're oh, going yeah. to talk to the. You're going to look the judge in the eye. You're going to shake yep. hands. You're going to go thank your ribbon buyer. You're going to go do those yep. things. That's what makes you mature. I always laugh because. My kids, when they got into high school, they'd given a 4-H presentation every year since they were nine. So by the time they got to speech class, would you probably saw this in your FFA and oh, 4-H yeah. kids? Oh, they were way over that, oh, you yes. know, fear of standing up there. And there were some kids that was their first time. Oh, yeah. It was a little, you know, intimidating. Yep. Oh, a little yeah. intimidating. Oh, oh, yeah. I know. That's awesome. What would you tell yourself if you had to look back at age eight, second grade? And you're getting in, going to judge the first time. Now, looking back, what would you tell yourself about the, the next, you know, 21 years? Don't be scared. Don't be scared. Just, just do it. Yeah. I mean, there's no no reason to get nervous. I mean, it's going to happen regardless. So, yeah. um, and then just be confident. You know, being confident and telling yourself, I can do this, goes a long ways. I mean, there's a lot of times. I mean, that first stock show you clinic that I did, I mean, I gave up a career that, and this... I mean, that I was good at. Yeah. I mean, I was on my peak, you know, like you said, I was winning awards and I stepped away from that to do something different. And that's very intimidating. Was that fear, like when you were making that decision, is that kind of that same fear that you might've felt at that first day when you were given reasons? Yes. I mean, like, you know, cause these are like, when you're in the back of the bus, that seems life altering, right? Yes. And then you're choosing a career, like you just said. I'm impactful, I'm good, I'm established, I can do this. And now you're being asked to step into something and give it up. Yeah. I know. Yeah, and so, I mean, and I had some time to think about, you know, what I was going to do, and, and, I mean, I I knew I had to do it. But at the same time, it was very scary walking away from something that, I mean, any, you know, I was, it was easy. I mean, actually, it's never easy. I shouldn't yeah. say that. But but I just I knew how to do things and right. that. And so stepping into something new, it was scary. Yeah. But then I, I played that in my head, like, you've got this. You're yeah. going to be fine. And now we do a clinic today, and it's like the back of my hand. I know. So, I think and we're I'm... only six months in, too. And it just, it's just natural. That's what I thought about the podcast. When I did my first one, I mean, poor Erica. I was, like, yeah. literally shaking on the inside. <laughs> And having a conversation on the outside. And that may be how people feel on the mic for the first time when they're giving judging or whatever. But now I look and I'm like, okay, these are conversations. This is not a perfect conversation. It doesn't have to be a perfect conversation. These are conversations. This is exploring people's, you know, about their journeys and stuff. And now I'm like, oh, these are so fun. So we had to step through the fear of my thing was I wanted it to be good enough. And I think the word enough gets in our way so many times. Like you were really doing a lot and you were enough and you was excelling and to step into this and we build it up a lot of times in our head too yes, to know yeah. that we're enough so congratulations yeah, thank, on stepping thank through you. with thank that alright so now I, we always wrap up these podcasts with surefire questions that everybody wants to know okay okay so these just alright so what is your music of choice in the barn honestly just a little bit of everything it can be 70's country to Rap? Rap. There to is rock. I mean, my my dad will always say this. When we were in the barn, he'd be like, what are we listening to? I mean, it would literally be like Waylon Jennings to like Lil Wayne. I mean, there was no in-between. It was anything. 
or he's like, I used to listen to this on an eight track. Why are you listening to this? <laughs> so like, yeah. So I like, probably, well, at least I know we had cassettes because I have yeah. those. But, but he track. was like, there's no consistency here. So yeah, really anything. Yeah. yeah. When you're in the car with your family, mom, dad, Tucker, who gets control of the aux cord? Honestly, mom and dad are sitting in the front, so the aux cord isn't a thing, and we just talk. <laughs> oh, well, you guys aren't together that often. No, Your no, no. brother's married now, so there's yeah. five of you, so yeah. that sort of thing. Yeah. But we were always really close. Mm-hmm. I remember, and that's something that I also value, mm-hmm. is every night we ate supper together mm-hmm. when we were growing up, and not a lot of people do that. Yeah. And so for our family, we are super close. Yeah. And so, yeah, when we're in a car... Yeah, and no one's really running the ox, and we're that's, just all talking. That's so, all talking. or it's mom's baby rock. So, <laughs> no, I love your mom. <laughs> oh, that's awesome! One show that you will always remember exhibiting at you yourself. I would say the Iowa State Fair. I mean, as a junior or as like you guys have brought in baby cats yeah. and one up here like that. You know, preview would, show. Yeah, I would say as a junior though, uh-huh. showing sheep at the Iowa State Fair. I'll say that. Showing, showing sheep. Now you've been on the road a lot to all the yeah. nationals show. A show that people should get to, that should show at any junior national. Any junior. I'm, I'm going to say any junior national. Um, well, let's say you're not a cattle person. Let's say you're a sheep, hog, goat. Yep. Louisville. Oh God, yes. Louisville's fun. Louisville is a lot of fun. Yeah. Walking down that ramp, those yep. green chips. And if you're not in that, and you're in a different ring, I mean, it's just yeah, it's awesome. Very, very impressive. Yes. yes. Very, very good. Well. Tess, thank you so much for being with me today. Yeah. Thank you for coming here to the state fair. We, we are crammed in the corner here at this. Yeah. We got moved in the middle. That's we're going to let them have their space back. Yeah. But I am just like so thankful that you are part of this educational program and you're leading the way and not only just leading the way for girls and young women, but role modeling for a whole generation. Guys, girls, adults, and you're so approachable and you're so ready to share it. Oh, and thank it you. really makes a difference. And I want to let you know that people see that and I see it. And so I thank you for being one of our ladies in the lead. Thank you. Yes. And I'll tell your mom what a beautiful job you did on the podcast. Oh, good, I love good, good, good. <laughs> Thanks for listening, you guys. That was an awesome episode of Ladies in the Lead, and I'm so grateful that you took the time to listen to it. I want to thank Austin Garner for being my audio producer. I'm your host, Joan Garner. I want to encourage you to check out Facebook. I have a Facebook group called Ladies in the Lead, and you're going to want to like and follow along. Of course, you can always check out shestockshows.com to see uh, any updates or if you need to contact me, or you can use my Facebook, Joan Garner. We'd love to have feedback and we'd love to hear from you all. You guys have a great week. We'll see you out on the road. Oh, last question people want to know. What shoes do you wear to the barn? Walmart tennis shoes. What? They're $5. You can wreck them. Mike. And they're the comfiest Walmart tennis shoes. Try them. Memory foam Walmart shoes. Memory Try foam. Them. Is that in the adult? Oh yeah. Retired section. And they're five dollars, and you can just wreck them, and then you're fine. Okay, that's a mic drop. I'm going to end on that. Walmart. All right.